Hey everybody and welcome to another show of Turn It Up and as always it's packed to the brim with some of the best music around. Let's tell you who we have new on this week's show. Well we have new music from the Jokers and they kick the show off with the title track from their brand new album and a cracking one it is called Rock and Roll Bones. That's followed by new music from Social Disorder from Beth Hart, Hot Chili Ray, Carl Sentence, Aoife Doyle, Reckless Love, the Starlight Campbell Band, Brian Reynolds, Els Bailey, Wolf Mother, Stone Trip, and Christy Moore. Also joining us on the show will be Eric Johansson. And Eric is this week's Tore It Up interview guest. And you're not going to want to miss this. He is a very talented songwriter, guitarist, and vocalist in New Orleans. And you've got to hear this man. Uh, he's just simply amazing. So listen in. Also, music from Royal Southern Brotherhood from Magic Slim, Thin Lizzy, Bleth Hart and Joe Bonamassa, Joe Cocker, Buddy Guy and Billy Gibbons, the Amboy Dukes, Massive Wagons, Aerosmith, Dorothy Shirley, Black Sabbath, the Ozark Mountain, Daredevils, Montrose and Y&T and they are the producers picked this week from producer Colin Mullen. Also music from Black Paisley, John Hyatt, Sean Chambers, Mike Zito and Walter Trout, Frigid Pink, Rory Garner, Fogart, Bad Company and Rose Tattoo. But we are going to start the show off with a really rocking tune. This is from the Liverpool Rockers, the Jokers. And a big shout out there to Paul Horst, the guitarist and driving force in the band. Paul, hello there, mate. And it's a pleasure, a pleasure to kick the show off with the Jokers and their brand new single. And this one's called Rock and Roll Bones. Trust me, I'll be the best 
Oh, what a great way to start the show. That was the Jokers on Rock and Roll Bones, and as I say, that's the title of their brand new album. Now, the album was recorded a while back, but, you know, with COVID and things, it wasn't really possible to get out there and tour and, and you know, play the album for the people. But the guys are out now and rocking and getting fantastic responses. Sold-out shows is just amazing. And it couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of people. So, really, a big shout-out. If you haven't seen this band before, check out the Jokers. They are something else. They're rock and roll personified, so catch them at a venue near you soon. Now, next up, we have Social Disorder, and this is a track from their album called Love To Be Hated, and this one's called Raise A Glass.
and that was Social Disorder and Raise at Last and that's from an album called Love to Be Here. It's out now at the moment. We've played these guys on the show before. Really enjoy playing them. Lots of energy and lots of enthusiasm and that's what I love. Now, next up, well... This is someone I've always admired. What a voice she has. What a powerhouse she is. This is Beth Hart. And this is her version of the classic Good Times, Bad Times. voice uh, Beth possesses and what a great version of that classic you know we're all familiar with the Zepps doing that song and, and what a version it is too uh, but I mean she can really deliver can't she uh, and really delighted to play that that's the new single from Beth Hart called Good Times Bad Times now next up we have someone that I think you're going to like too this is Hot Chelly Ray and this is the new single and this is called Heart and Mine. La 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 
was about who we lost But you're too sweet for sour Tell me what's up Whatever, it don't matter Right now you're so low, I'm so low Tattoos or some things we could lose I guess everyone's got their regrets But I ain't about to regret Whatever happens next Come and help me drink this alcohol And let's forget about your broken heart and mine We don't have to pick up when they call Our middle fingers to the X's In our lives From your broken I really enjoy putting that, <clears throat> excuse me, and you know, Hot Ch- Cherry Ray, they're definitely unique and original, and um, that's their brand new single out now called Heart and Mine, and it was a pleasure to play it here in the show. Someone else is always a pleasure to play in the show was Carl Sentence, and um, he has a brand new album called Electric Eye, and this is a track from that album, and this one's called Breakdown.
I, uh, as you all know, I first came across Carl, you know, when he was doing a gig with Nazareth in Skegness some years back, and I was just blown away by his voice, his stage presence, he's something else. 
And this is his new album. You've got to check this out. It's called Electric Eye, and that's a track from it called Breakdowns. Definitely someone that I really admire, Carol Sentence. Now, next up, someone that's recently new on my musical radar, but someone I've really got, got into and like what they do. This is Aoife Doyle. And uh, this is her brand new single taken from her forthcoming album called Infinitely Clear. Uh, and this one's called They Say. Anyway, what they 
Oh, yeah. I mean, what a voice Aoife has and what a delivery she has. And, you know, it's the lyrics are important, but it's in the delivery of the lyrics. And, and Aoife has such a fine delivery, and uh, I really enjoyed that. Best of luck, Aoife, with the single. And certainly we are happy, delighted, and thrilled to play it here on the show. Um, really like that. Now, next up, we have Reckless Love. And uh, this is their brand new single, and this is called Eyes of the Maniac. Why does he blind me every time? Even though I've been living like a runaway. So many months under the radar that I don't know how my crazy getaway is blown away again. I'm like a ninja. I move in the dark and still this creature is after my heart. Tonight I need you. I'm losing this game. It might be too late. Thank you. 
And that was Reckless Love and Eyes of the Maniac. And that's their brand new single. And, um, you know, certainly, you know, there's lots of fine bands coming <clears throat> up across the world. And uh, these guys are based in Finland. And uh, certainly uh, I've enjoyed playing them on the show. And they'll certainly be played again. There's no doubt about that. Now, next up, we have new music from the Starlake Campbell Band. And um, <clears throat> this is sound advice to those of us out there who are of a mature age, and I have to include myself in that. This one's called Take Time to Grow Old. Take time to grow old There's no need to fade away Don't give up, they always say Before you're gone Take time to grow old Burn some cow rubber 
Really enjoyed that. And that's the new single from the Starlight Campbell Band. And, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, it's a husband and wife team of Susie Starlight and Simon Campbell. And, and uh, you know, I, I suppose the couple, you know, the right songs together. <clears throat> and it's, it's a kind of a, you know, it, there is a British sort of rock and blues uh, sound to it. And... Um, <clears throat> It was a great story, you know. Uh, you know, it, actually, the story says they fell in love on stage and married following a whirlwind musical romance. <laughs> As it says here, one hot ticket, that's for sure. And they're certainly producing some great music, and we are delighted to have them on the show. Now we're at the point where we do the torrent up interview, and um, as always, like we're we're so thrilled and delighted. All of the artists that take their time to speak with myself here uh, on the show, <clears throat> sorry, it's much appreciated. And um, this is a very special one because um, I've been a huge fan of Eric Johansson uh, now for quite a while. And uh, certainly his album, you know, Below Sea Level, that came out in 2020. That's just a cracking album. He's released other stuff since, but that that's just a phenomenal album. So if you haven't heard it, Go check it out, Below Sea Level, Eric Johansson. Um, it's just, look, at it. the man is, has an immense talent. He has a very unique voice. He has great songwriting skills. And, you know, we'll hear the man's story. Some amazing uh, twists in this story, too. Beautiful ones, as you'll hear as you listen to it. But we're going to kick it off with a track from that uh, cracking album, Below Sea Level. And this one's called Never Tomorrow. Thank you. 
up in flames Looks like a river wants to run through the streets Looks like I'm ready if you feel the same Somebody turn up the heat It's never tomorrow No use waiting Until it shakes a wall Feel it deep in your spine It's never tomorrow No use waiting around It's never tomorrow So love me right now Turn up the heat It's never tomorrow No use waiting around It's never tomorrow So love me right now It's never tomorrow Yeah Ah, uh, that's just a great song and a great way to get to the start of the interview. So without further ado, I am going to push the button and let you have a listen to the torn-up interview with Eric Johansson. Hey everybody and welcome to another torn-up interview. And you know as always, we are so appreciative of the artists that take their valuable time out to speak with us here on the show. Now the person we're going to introduce to you, I've been a fan. I've listened to this man's music. I'm really impressed by it. And uh, he's been on my radar for quite a while. And uh, it's really such a pleasure to introduce the one and the only, the son of New Orleans blues music, Eric Johansson. How are you, Johansson? Great. Good to be talking with you today. Uh, Eric... You know, sorry again, I know we were to do this earlier on, but there has been the outage, and I think that affected quite a large area, but we're good to go tonight, and it's great to have you here. But tell me something, Eric, how did you get involved with the music business at the earliest stages, or was there music in your family? Were you the force to be involved, or how did that all start for you, Eric? Uh, I mean, as far as, you know, music, business i guess that would be one thing but as far as just the love of music and everything uh um you know i i did have a fairly musical family on my mom's side my grandparents uh owned a piano store and um you know everybody on that side of the family pretty much played 
one thing or another, whether or not they did it professionally, you know. Um, and uh, so I, you know, we would have family jams and stuff like that. So it was always around. Um, and, um, you know, even, you know, my mom at one point was singing in a cover band and, you know, uh, I had an uncle that was out there playing bass. And so it was, it was just kind of around. Uh, so there were opportunities for me to jam with people from a pretty young age. Uh, and, you know, and that combined with just being influenced by what was out there, like, you know, on the radio and MTV and, you know, the, the, the rock bands and stuff like that, just like every other kid. So, um, you know, it was kind of a combination of that and, and sometimes, you know, getting to go see live musicians, uh, around Louisiana as I was growing up, as well as seeing sort of arena rock stuff. Um, you know, my mom was nice enough to take me to, to some, concerts when i was pretty young so you know it was i mean it was just always my my uh main interest and you know i can't really remember ever wanting to do anything else so yeah it's kind of always been there <laughs> yeah and, and i suppose just just reading some of the details on 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 your bio eric i mean you, you spent a number of years on the road with the likes of cyril neville and anders osborne and, and jj gray and people like that and the neville brothers so really you were you were working with the very best too and, and i mean that had to be a you know a great experience to work with them guys and then you know building your own following them when you went sort of solo then in 2017 i'm sure that was a great experience yeah, um, you know, some of those artists uh, are, are more just like people that I've played with uh, here and there, like friends that invite me on stage. Yes. Cyril, I, I definitely toured with for a while and I toured with a couple other bands and then just filled in with a lot of people in New Orleans. But, you know, people like Anders and, um, you know, stuff like that, like I've definitely, and Tab Benoit, um, you know, those are more situations where people just kind of wanted to take me under their wing and bring me on stage uh, and stuff like that more than me actually being in their band. But yes, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's certainly uh, there's a lot of talent from this area. Um, of course, Andrews is from Sweden, but <laughs> but there's a lot of talent that that's yeah. in this area, and um, you know, and it's I I feel like that's that's always been really inspiring to me um so you know um when you know i sort of have always been writing music but in the earlier stages of my recorded career um it was my original music would always tend to go in a sort of a rock direction uh, or more experimental direction partially just because until I struck something weird, I didn't feel like I was really writing anything. Um, so I, I sort of had this one part of my life, which was roots music. And, you know, then I would have these projects I would do um, that were sometimes more rock and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, in 2017 was really when I started to try to bring those things together and, you know, bring the, the natural bluesy style that I have anytime I just pick up the guitar and match that with, you know, writing original music and, and just being out there and having my own band under my own name. 
Yeah, and, and you know, again, just just uh, reading, you know, what, what what happened in your recent history, uh, Tab really he signed you to his record label then at the time, and that's when you produced your de- debut album. Then I'm sure that that felt something really special too, because I'm sure having played with other people is great, but you know, when actually you 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 put down the foundation blocks for your own career and your your, your debut album, I'm sure that was very exciting too. Yeah, you know, and and Tab, you know, he's a he's a good friend now. Um, but I've always sort of really respected his artistry and his talent. And um, you know, it, when we started talking about you know recording something together originally, um, you know, I he didn't have the label going yet, and and once he started sort of getting that going uh, and wanted me to be one of the first artists on the label. It was very cool. And he also played drums on that record, um, which, you know, at, at first it's, it's kind of crazy when you really look up to someone singing and guitar playing, and then they hop behind the drums and, and play behind you. Um, you know, but after a while I got used to it because <laughs> we would do, we, uh, he took me on the road, with him for a couple of years opening his shows and he would play drums for me while I would open the shows. So, I mean, it was really the biggest sort of, um, vote of confidence that, you know, that he could give, uh, to put me out in front of his crowd and, and literally get behind me. Um, so that was very, very cool and very exciting. And, and it was, uh, you know, it was kind of organic, you know, it wasn't like a business people meeting in office rooms or something. It was really from me hanging out with him, liking his music and hanging out at his shows. And he was inviting me on stage to play with him. And it was, you know, it's just a completely natural, uh, development, but, um, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, it influenced me, I think a bit being around his sort of off the cuff style of, of doing things. Well, I think I think you know, Eric. It certainly has had an influence on you because you have that style. Like you're not your traditional blues artist. Like you, you are experimental and you do different stuff. And yet, in all, there is that there is that blues rock thread running right through it. But you are unique. So that's what I love about you. It's it's um, it's something a lot of people try to do, and maybe not everyone can. But but it's certainly something you seem to have managed to do. And uh, once or twice, it's a bit late for he, me in Ireland, but I know you're on Facebook Live and I've joined in once or twice and, and those are very special things too. Uh, and you seem to have a great connection, you know, with, with the fans out there and stuff. And I love that. There's a kind of a a homely uh, piece to it as well. We kind of feel that we're inviting guests into your home, which we are, but you do it in such a way. And, and there's also a bit of humour as well that... Um, it's very nice. It's it, it makes it makes people feel connected, and by God, we've needed that with COVID over the last twenty months. You know, yeah. no live music and all that, and that's something I suppose just temporary. We'll talk about. I mean, I don't know what it's like for you there, but like for us over here, gigging's only really starting to come to come back in any extent over here from October twenty second. Right. We will have full capacity and things will return to normal. But for a long, long, long time, 
there was no live gigs, no nothing. How did that impact the music scene in New Orleans? Was there a shutdown of gigging or, or what, what happened in your neck of the woods, Eric? Um, yeah, it was, it was a big impact. Um, it basically, you know, the city completely had no live music for, um, I mean, almost a year. I mean, or yeah, just about a year. Um, because until I'd say until, uh, maybe, yeah, about April or May of this year, some some places started having some things. But, you know, what's interesting about New Orleans, because it is such a live music town, and there normally is so much live music, I mean, for the size of the town, um, you know, which is, I mean, it's only about like a half a million people in the uh, greater city area, I guess, um, it, it has a ton of live music, seven nights a week, you know. Um, and, and there are plenty of bigger cities that don't have as much live music as we have. So I think not only was it kind of an, a thing that I don't think has ever happened for the city to have all that shut down. I think it also, even when it came to like outdoor music, the city was pretty hesitant to do that because it can have the effect of attracting so many people to get together that even if it was outdoors at first there was this feeling of yeah we can't even do that because it's just going to be a huge thing um you know because obviously we have mardi gras here and we have jazz fest and and these these are things where thousands of people crowd together in the streets so close that they might as well be indoors so you know it's it was a total shutdown in new orleans and um so it, it was very strange, you know, it was, it was eerie, uh, driving through the French quarter and stuff. And it was just like tumbleweeds basically, you know, just like nothing going on. Um, and you know, it's actually, it, it's a, it's a little bit, you know, to be honest, as much as I, I want to say, you know, oh, we're all pulling, pulling out of it right now. I think there's still a little bit of a, of a, back and forth um because the delta thing has sort of slowed things down so like over the summer of 2021 just a, you know a few months ago there was a point where the mask mandates came away and people were inside again um and then with the surge in cases uh in you know with the delta variant and stuff our hospitals were getting maxed out again and then again we sort of had to you know in new um restrictions put in place and stuff like that so it's definitely been like a little bit uh it's been pretty difficult for some of the venues to weather through all this and um you know it's it's definitely been a challenge for the artists as well so obviously you know we hope that uh that you know it's all uphill from here and i know eventually i'm sure it will be um but it yeah it definitely has been um quite a quite a surreal experience
I suppose too, Eric, you know, just from a financial point of view, you know, the loss of income to the town, the loss of tourism and all that. And I know probably like a lot of other countries, there's probably was government payments or some type of compensation paid out. But I'm sure in no way fully compensated. And musicians like yourself and many others that were used to gigging and that was your source of income to have that taken away for for even a year. It's 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 a. It's a long, long time and something that probably none of us ever saw coming. I mean, I yeah. would have been someone who went to gigs regularly and, and to be honest, until 
two weekends ago, maybe three, and I, I, I went to a, a festival in Northern Ireland and it was the first time I'd attended something since March 2020, which is a very long time. But I would have huge sympathy for that, not alone for the artists, but for the lighting people, the sound people, the rig operators, all those people that had a livelihood out of music and all of a sudden that was taken away from them and something very frightening, oh, yeah. actually. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole, um, you know, variety of people, as you well know, that are involved in um, making shows happen and, and not all of them are the uh, people on the stage and, you know, sound engineers, like you say, and lighting uh uh, production crew and, and all that and and you know it's um, I, I actually in some ways consider myself lucky to be a singer and a guitar player that can you know hop on a live stream and at least do a little bit of something um, because you know not everybody's craft is as adaptable to the circumstance um, but uh, yeah it's, it's definitely um it's it's been a, a, a challenging time, and um, you know, uh, I sure <laughs> I sure hope that we're you know rounding the corner with it for sure. And tell me something, Eric. Do you think because of this experience, and I include your own with this and other artists, do you think you know has it changed how you, how you do things? For instance, I know you still do a lot of you know the Facebook live. Will that continue to be a part of what you do, even if you're back to live gigging again? Do you think there's something really that in all of this that was gained from that 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 maybe somehow was integrated into what you do in the future as part of your overall um, repertoire as an artist and what you do? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, to be honest, when, uh, you know, everything started shutting down in March 2020, I saw some people that, you know, they, they immediately thought, oh, live streaming, and, and they jumped on that week they were live streaming. And at first I was kind of like, well, partly in my head, I just I had just finished an album that was kind of a rock band album. I mean, it's blues-y, you know, but it was an electrified album you know and so i kind of was thinking well you know i'm really not trying to be like acoustic guy you know so like i don't really know if if it makes sense for me to just jump online because i never really have done that before um but as you know the the forecast looked like okay this might stretch on a bit i tried it once or twice and the community a lot of people tuned in to it which i didn't necessarily know how it would go and a lot of people tuned in and then um it, it it just felt really good to have that connection with people and then i you know i started deciding i was going to do it every week and until you know until things opened up again or whatever and of course now that's been over a year of me doing it pretty much every week um now i can't imagine why I'd stop that if I'm able to keep doing it, you know, because it, um, it's definitely, you know, when you're touring, um, you know, you, you can hit the same town, uh, and, and catch up with people that you saw before and they, and, and in between you might, you know, you, they might comment on stuff here or there, but it's not, um, you know, it's not usual that you get to like check in with people 
every week, you know, like your, your fans that are like really into what you're doing that you can like check in with them every week and, and they can check in with you and see what's going on. And, and I think that's been a really awesome, uh, development of all this. Um, you know, it certainly, um, is, is one of the silver linings as they say, because I ended up putting out an album, you know, during the shutdown, there still was no gigs and stuff. And I think because I, I had been online doing the live streams and stuff, you know, there was sort of this feeling of like, uh, still getting to release it to people and get their reactions and all that, even though I wasn't like out there face to face. So yeah, it, a lot of that has been has been really cool. I think I think Eric, you know, and talking to a lot of people about this, I think what it did was it kept a connection between the artists and the fans and and it kept them involved. It kept you involved too because as you rightly said, a lot of times in gigs you make it a chance to chat to a few people for a few minutes. But look, you're after me up on stage maybe for an hour and a half, two hours and if you spend a few a, a few minutes afterwards, nobody expects you to stay for hours. But it's a kind of nice, people can leave comments, they can say hello, you get to know them, they know you. And I think it does actually, you know, there's a lot of negatives about social media, but I think for music, it actually uh, developed a lovely uh, personal intimacy between the artists and the fans, and particularly, you know, the loyal fans that would be tuned in every week, you almost know the people, well, I'm not saying you know them all, you don't. But you still, there's a number of regular people, you know, you can say hey, and, and, and they are the same. So I think you're right. And, and, you know, below sea level, you know, it's a fantastic album. And I know, as you said, it was recorded, you know, I think I'm looking at notes here, sometime around late February in 2020, you, you, were, you were working on it at that stage. And um, yeah, it's, look, at it's, it'll be all the more exciting when you actually get to perform the songs live, full, you know, full electric, uh, because people will know the songs, and you know, if if you went out and you and you and you're bringing out a new album and people don't know them, um, you know, they love them, but they like them even more when they, when they hear the familiar stuff. When you go out and tour this. The songs are already known by a lot of people, so they're like old friends, and and they can't wait to hear them live. So I actually think, in the long run, when people like yourself get back, it it makes for a great experience between the fans and the artist. Yeah, I mean, I have gotten a chance, uh, a few, you know, a handful of chances to uh, to play live um, this year and um, perform the songs out and stuff. So, you know, I have gotten a little bit of a chance to do that. Um, and it, it's, it's, been, it's been really cool to, to be able to, to finally sort of, uh, you know, get into them and, and stretch them out a bit, you know, because I always like to improvise um, live and, and jam on songs and see where they go and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for sure, you know, it's, um, it's, it, I was still able to get reactions from people, you know, with the, the album and, and, um, it's gotten some radio play and, you know, we did some music videos and people were into those and stuff. So, yeah, I still felt like, you know, I was able to get people's, um, feedback on the songs and, and, um, 
then when we go out there and play them live and I get people shouting requests for them and, and stuff, it, it definitely, uh, it definitely still, you know, has that, um, that feeling of, of people are familiar with the music, you know? Yeah. And then just maybe taking a step slightly back in time, back to January 19, you know, when you released an album with your, down here, your first cousin, Tiffany Pollock, Blues and My Blood. Again, that's a fantastic album. It's something I, I remember coming across it. Uh, I was going through Bandcamp and I saw it there and, and, and bought it. I said, that's, that's a fine album too. So uh, it says here in, in the notes I have, and maybe they're not accurate, uh, it said in January 2019, Eric released a duet uh, record with his long lost and reunited force cousin Tiffany Pollock entitled Blues My Blood. Do I take it from that that the album was recorded maybe a few years earlier and then decided to release it or or is that the meaning from that? <coughs> uh, no, I mean the, the album was released fairly soon after it was uh, finished. Mm. Um, you know, the um the thing about us being, you know, reunited and stuff is, you know, um, Tiffany was given up for adoption um, oh. by my aunt uh, when when she was an, an infant, uh, and um, we then. Well, I grew up. I wasn't really aware of her, um, and uh, you know, an uncle of mine um, sort of searching for her and. Uh, ended up locating her some years back um, and you know when she was full grown and, and so was I and, and uh, when we found her she was uh, singing like blues in New Orleans wow. and so it was like it was an amazing sort of uh, just
looking for the cure. God, money's not concerned about the sick among the pure. God, money, let's go dancing on the backs of the bruised. God, money's not one to choose. No, you can't take it. No, you can't take it. No, you can't take it. Wasn't that really nice? That's that's a that's a lovely story, and doesn't go to show. <laughs> Definitely, I understand. You see the tape of the album, even in Blues and My Blood, because it's in both of you. You know, even though you had yeah. never met, you still had the love for music, and and even more incredibly, both of you perform. And so, I that title means more to me now, actually. Whether that I know that that's a that's a, thanks for sharing that because I know that's a. Yeah. And I, I would have never now. I didn't realize that, so I would have never prayed into Anne like that because I don't do that. But the fact that you shared it, you know, that's that's a beautiful story, and and that's really nice. And actually, you worked together and and did that album. That that even makes it more special. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's it, it was a cool thing, you know, to be able to do and and um, just to to capture that. Um, and do some songs together, and and um, you know, we, I mean, the album's about half, you know, half of her singing, half of me singing. You know, there's, there's a few covers on there, and then some originals of of each of ours. And uh, yeah, it was it was cool. You know, I mean, it was, it was definitely a meaningful thing to be able to do that. 
so so at the moment what are the plans at the minute eric i mean live music's opened up again are you out gigging again or is there any tours planned for the future um, i suppose we should talk you, you did you did recently there you released an album uh you know covering some of the great blues tracks so i mean maybe you want to talk a little bit about that as well yeah uh so i released uh two album i mean a two volume set i guess uh covered tracks volume one and two this year and that was really sort of born out of the the live streams that i started doing during the pandemic because you know i'm live streaming and playing acoustic music for people and um you know obviously occasionally trying out different cover songs just for fun and people kind of said hey i'd love to hear something that was recorded like this you know just like stripped down acoustic stuff and so um you know i figured it would be something that maybe i could record here at the house um you know and put out fairly quickly and I ended up recording just like a collection of songs. Some of them were things people uh, sent in requests or suggestions, you know, and some of them are songs that I had in my head from a while back of different bands that had influenced me. Not all of them are blues uh, covers. I mean, they're all done in a kind of bluesy acoustic way, but, you know, there's a cover of Nine Inch Nails on there and there's a cover of the cardigans and you know Soundgarden on one of them so there's some different stuff yeah but um but yeah uh you know that was that was pretty cool uh just as far as you know a way to to keep moving keep working on stuff um in between you know having uh, kind of downtime with the live situation um so yeah those came out um earlier this year and then i have had some uh travel dates here and there you know i haven't had that like a full tour this year but um i've had some fly dates and some you know travel dates here and there i've got like a festival coming up this weekend around here and then you know some another new orleans gig later this month so it's kind of like um little things here and there, but I'm also starting to work more on writing and, and trying to look toward another album because it's, you know, sort of eager to work on new music as well as we start to get back to booking live shows too. That all sounds good. And, you know, I I know that you, you have a very creative mind because I know from the music you've created already, and I suppose something like that, there's always ideas coming, there's always, you know, songs that you want to write and play and create. And it's for an artist, it's so important to do that. And I suppose equally important is getting out there and playing those songs to the people and having that connection with with the, with the fans. Um, another part of what we do on the show, and if we can do it now, fine, or if you need time to think about it, we can do it. Um, off interview is we generally pick four songs that the artist would like to play during the interview one before the interview starts and then three two during and one at the end and if you're comfortable making the selection now we can do it now or if you need a little bit of time we can do it some other time but it is something we do so i just said 
Uh, I'd mention it now if you are okay with that, Eric. Yeah, you mean like songs off of the albums? Yeah, to, yeah, um, off the albums. It can be off the latest or any of the albums or a mix of all. Just something that you feel represents yourself or you'd like us to play on the show. Yeah, um, well, you know, um, below sea level, I, I really, um, I really love the way that album came out uh, sounding and just like it. Uh, I feel like it it captured a little bit more of my influences and um, just you know, I, I feel like my creative side and everything just came through on that album in a way that I, I liked. Um, but, you know, one of the, my favorite songs off that album is Never Tomorrow. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's a short and to the point, uh, grooving kind of rock song, but um, I really like that, that one. Um, and also uh, Changes the Universe um, off of that album. Yeah. And then um, off of... Uh, the covered tracks uh, albums, uh, the Nine Inch Nails cover <laughs> that I did a bluesy version of um, on National uh, Resonator Guitar, uh, Head Like a Hole, that's on Covered Tracks Volume 1. I think that that one um, might be something. Yeah. What I like about it is I've had people that are like sort of like Nine Inch Nails fans that don't think they don't like blues, and they've sort of said, "Well, I like this," and it's sort of opened them up to maybe that they might be interested a little bit in some bluesy stuff, and then vice versa. I've had people that say, "Oh, I don't, I don't like that kind of music, but I do. I like this song the way you did it." So I, that's kind of what's fun about reinterpreting something like that is you kind of, you know, you have people that open their minds to something that maybe they thought was off limits for them or something. Oh, you yeah, know? that's cool, that's cool. But, uh, and then, um, you know, off of, uh, off of the album I did with Tab Benoit, um, the Burn It Down album, um, you know, I like uh, Live Oak is a song about, um, about New Orleans and just sort of some of the things that the city's been through and, um, you know, that I've been through with the city as well, uh, sort of written from the perspective of the, the oak trees in New Orleans that some of which have been here for, you know, over a thousand years and seen quite a lot. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that, that one means a lot to me and that would be another one I'd pick live oak. That really, you know, there's, there's, as you speak about each song, like you, you can hear the love for it and what it means to you, as it is with that, because they're creations. Like, you know, a, a song, you know, if you write it today, it didn't exist yesterday, and then once you do write it, it's there forever. So it's a, they're very special things, and, and, and there's a story behind each one of them. Um, and tell me something, right now you're saying maybe plans to record another album and maybe get out touring again i suppose like so many people it's just breathing one big long sigh of relief that you know things at long last hopefully appear to be getting back to some kind of normality yeah yeah i mean you know 
the interesting thing is with the music business, I feel like uh, we're sort of continually adapting. Um, and there have definitely been things that have come out of this that I think have opened up new avenues for people like with the live streaming. Um, we would never want that to replace playing live music in front of people, but it's just a new thing that, you know, has opened up. Um, and, you know, so it's always interesting to see, you know, how, how music can continue to, to adapt to changing technology and everything. Um, but I certainly, you know, maybe it's just a product of what you grow up with, but I, I've always liked the album oriented format, um, where you, you make a whole album and, you know, people listen to it as a collection of songs. And so that's always my goal to, to do more of that. Um, I may release a single, you know, prior to an album, uh, you know, like a couple of singles here or there. I'm not really sure what the best way to go about it is because a lot of that is, is has changed as well. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, just want to kind of keep being creative, you know, with, with the stuff I'm doing now, the creativity also happens on stage. So it's not, it's not just about, um, writing something and then reproducing it on stage. You know, you're also leaving some room for interpretation when you play live. So that, uh, is definitely, it sort of goes hand in hand because when you're, when you're out there playing, you're sort of, you're sort of in the laboratory when you're out there in front of people as well, because you're discovering things that you then bring into the studio. So it's not just a sort of one way thing. It's, it's, it goes both ways, you know, if that makes sense, you're, you're sort of, you know, you're working on stuff in the studio and you're bringing it out there live. But then as you play live, you discover new things that then get brought back into the studio. So I'm definitely looking forward to both of those things happening more. Um, cause to me, they, they work best when they're happening alongside each other. I think really, you know, to sum it up, you know, performance, the creation of music, they, 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 they're self, they rely on each other. They're, they're actually part of the whole process. As you say, taking a new song out and pre playing it live, uh, maybe you discover, uh, things and aspects to it when you play it live that maybe, you know, you can now change it in the final studio take as well. So, so it's, it's, it's very much interlinked. Look, Eric, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us here on the show. I say I'm a big fan of your music. I, I, I have played your music on the show on a regular basis and, and, and will continue to do so. And I know the guys at the station here are also a big fan. So on behalf of myself and Colm here, the show producer on Torn It Up, we want to thank you so much. On behalf of Radio Home of Rock, um, who, uh, you know, are, are part of all this and such a great bunch of people to, to work with and be a part of. I want to thank you so much for, for doing this and really looking forward uh, sometime, hopefully, in the not-too-distant future that maybe you make it over to Europe and we get to see you live and in person. That would really be something special. Yeah, man, I am so <laughs> so dying to travel. 
um, I really hope that, uh, that that we can make that happen really soon. Well, I hope so too. As I say again, thanks so much for, for doing the interview with us here on the show. It's so appreciated, Eric. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you playing the music and, and, uh, and doing what you do. Thanks. It's our pleasure, Eric.
Want to up just say, Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us here on the show. It it really was lovely. And to give us such, you know, a really beautiful interview and some personal family insights there, as you hear it all. So really, you know, a privilege, absolute privilege to do it with you. And I know that there's a very bright future for Eric. He's already making some major tracks, but a lot more is going to come down the way. There's no doubt about that. Now, also, we heard some more tracks tracks in the interview mix and you know yourself there's three there's two played during and one at the end so the first of those was changes the universe and that's also from below sea level and then he picked a track from his covers album album volume one which came out earlier this year and that was called head like a hole the nine inch nail song and then we finished it off then with Live Oak, and that's from an album we released back in 2017 called Burn It Down. So once again, Eric, a big, big thank you for uh, for doing the interview with us, taking the time to speak with us. It really was special. And uh, we'll certainly be tracking your progress and stay in touch with us because we will certainly be with you every step of the way. Now, next up, we have music from closer to home. In fact, just a short distance down the road from where I live. This is an artist called Brian Reynolds. Now, I've played Brian on the show before. And Brian, um, he has a new album um, finished at this stage. I am in possession of it. And thank you for that, Brian. Really appreciate that. Now, the first track I'm going to play, because I'm going to play two on tonight's show, but the first I'm going to play is actually something that Brian released back maybe a year or more ago. And um, it's funny and comical, so I suggest if you want to get the full value of this song, you go to YouTube, tap in Brian Reynolds, and also tap in Rootin'. Um, if you're from Ireland, you'll understand what this means. When somebody is a rooter, it's, <laughs> it's someone that's always pretty busy doing nothing. Uh, that's what we call it over here in Ireland, a rooter. So without further ado, this is Brian's um, comic uh, view of, of the, the rooter and uh, enjoy. Root. 
was led for church, he'll be led for his own funeral, cause he'll be right. He got a wedding invitation, said I can't go, I'm busy. Wasn't feeling too well. Should have went to the doctor, but he was hurt. On the longest summer's day, or on a frosty Christmas morning, you see him hurt. Car won't start, battery's dead flat. The cabin's broken, there's a hole in the gap The fence has fallen down and the roof's caving in He still has his first communion money
Ah, yeah. It's um, it's uh, lovely to play that on the show. And, uh, you know, it's got quite a number of hits on YouTube. And congratulations, Brian. We'll be hearing from him later on the show with a little bit more serious song. But I decided we'd have to show both sides. And uh, uh, he's a very talented man. And we're delighted to play his music on the show. So that was Brian Reynolds and Rootin. And do check that out on YouTube uh, because you will laugh your side sore. Uh, that's for sure. Now we're at the point of the show where we have the fans' favourite. And, uh, well, it's a pretty good one, I can tell you, as they are every week. This week is the choice of Ian Morrison from Kerry Muir in Scotland. Ian, thanks so much for sending us in your selection. And uh, Ian has sent us, well, actually, you know, sometimes when people send your favourite in, it's generally from years back. It's, it's not current, but Ian has booked this trend. Obviously, he's a big fan of Els Bailey, and he has included a track from her latest EP. And the track he has chosen is Woman Like Me, so thanks for that. And then another band I really like, Royal Southern Brotherhood, and uh, a track called Where There's Smoke, There's Fire. And he finishes off his selection with Magic Slim and Get Your Business Straight. So without further ado, here is the fans' favourite, as chosen by Ian Morris from Kerry Muir in Scotland.
might break some rules Let's play with fire Quit playing it cool Let's take it and let's shake it All the dirt off of the juice Until you get all that you need Fire. 
take it easy, Daddy. I can't concentrate.
Ian, thanks so much for that. Uh, really enjoyed those choices. And as I say, big thank you to anyone that takes the time, you know, to send their music into the show. It's so appreciated. And it's about your choices, not ours. So whatever means uh, a lot to you, we will certainly play it. And delighted to do so. So thanks so much, Ian, for that. Now, next up, well, this is another Australian band, actually, that has done kind of well over the years and has lots of fans over here. This is Wolf Mother and this is the title track from their latest album. This one's called Rock Out. And that was Wolf Mother and Rock Out. And that's the title track from their latest album. And you know, when I've said it over and over, there are so many amazing artists that have came out of Australia over the years and continue to come out. I mean, it's not as if it's ever stopped. If and this has increased. And um, that's just another example. Now, the guys were formed in Sydney, um, in 2004 and you know there's been there has been a lot of lineup changes but you know vocalists and guitarists Andrew Stockdale he, he's probably the only constant member but you know they're still there they're still rocking and really and truly that's all that matters and we were so happy to play them on the show and I know there are a lot of fans over here now next up we're staying in Australia because next up is Stone Trip and this is their brand new single called Nightmare
Stone Trip and Nightmare and you know this band is a relatively young band because of their first live appearance in 2019 and uh, they hail from Melbourne and uh, you know I, I'm sure like every other band COVID kind of slowed things down but you know that won't last forever and I'm sure that there's lots of great times ahead for these guys. And certainly we we certainly enjoy playing that track on the show and looking forward to playing more music from these guys in the not-too-distant future. Now, back in again, we have the Jokers, and this is another track from their brand-new album, Rock and Roll Bones, and this one's called Snake Oil Devil.
Yeah, I mean, that's another brilliant track from this album. And I'm lucky enough to have had it for a while and listened to it. And folks, it's a fine album. So make it uh, one of your to-do things, to have a listen to these guys, or better still, buy the album. That's The Jokers and Rock and Roll Bones is the album. And that track was called Snake Oil Devil. Now, next up, we have Christy Moore. Now, Christy Moore is... In Ireland, and indeed many parts of the world, he's regarded as a folk legend. And uh, Christie's a brand new album out. It's just out. It's called Flying Into Mystery. And um, this is Christie's take on global warming and everything that's happening at the moment. And this one's called The Clock Winds Down. <laughs> It's hard to know what to say As the world around us fades away Reason falls on their fears And the truth dissolves and disappears As the clock winds down Morning signs years ago We did not want to know all-consuming, selfish ways Now there's a price to pay As the clock winds down The ice caps melt, the Amazon burns To the point of no return The grid goes down, screens go blank We'll be walking down the plank as the clock winds down See the children take to the streets When they hear Greta Thunberg speak I watch the young warriors climb down from the trees Chain themselves to machinery As the clock winds down La 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 it's hard to know what to say When a child looks up and says Hey old man, what did you do? We were depending on you Now the clock winds down You know the clock down when the clock winds down to zero. Yeah, um, the lyrics certainly get to the point, don't they? And uh, Christy is a man, the man to deliver them, his delivery second to none. And he is a legend, and someone we all love and adore here in Ireland. And I'm sure he's no one much further afield and um, it was really lovely and such an honour to play this track on his brand new album on the show. Now we had we had Brian Reynolds on just a while ago uh, with Rootin which was a really funny song I certainly enjoyed I'm sure you did too but this is um, probably a more deeper concerned uh, voice of Brian beautiful song this is also a track from his new album this is Brian Reynolds 
and war crimes. Deep blue ocean water shimmer As far as the eye can see Sun-soaked sandy beaches Are a haven for you and me But what's that I see now Farther out on yon horizon Ragged boat refugees just after capsizing war crimes isn't all war a crime war crimes There are many good people Who will lend a helping hand Many more will endeavour To do the best they can While there are others in great power Who will signal the green light For their planes to bomb Towns and cities In the dead of the night War crimes Isn't all war a crime War crimes Isn't all war a crime? A man works in a factory Building weapons for the war for him it's just a living Keeps many hungry wolves from his door While men of power out to lunch Strike deals that feed the war machine Shareholders toast each other As their stocks climb high on Wall Street War crimes Isn't all war a crime War crimes Isn't all war a crime
and all war a crime I think you know any really good song um it depends on the delivery but it depends on the lyrics and if you have delivery and lyrics in a, you know working hand in hand that makes for something really special and that was really special there Brian what a fine song such an honor to play it on the show we did play it back a few weeks ago but I I was so taken by it I decided we had to give it another spin tonight now, next up, while we're staying in the Irish Fane, we've had Christy Moore and Brian Rellins, and now we're going to have Thin Lizzy. And this is a track from the Renegade album. It was released back in 1981. Still in the kind of the same theme, really, war and what have you. This is Thin Lizzy, an angel of death.
the night that my father died He was crying out in pain To his God he said, have mercy, mercy His body was riddled with a disease Unknown to man, so he expected no cure Yeah, I mean, that's a kind of a little bit different for Lizzie as well and, and certainly darker lyrics. And uh, I think Philip and the band were really on fire when they did that. Really enjoyed that and, um, you know, miss them so much. But that was Thin Lizzie and Angel of Death, taken from the album Renegade. Now, next up, we'll have Beth Hart back. She was on her own earlier on, but this time she's company. This is Beth Hart and Joe Bonamassa. And this is her track from an album called Black Coffee's released back in 2018. And this one's called Give It Everything You've Got. Take it away. Sitting right there and groove 
Yep, that was Beth Hart and Joe Bonamassa, and that was a track taken from Black Coffee called Give It Everything You Got. And uh, they certainly did and do. Now, next up, somebody else that certainly gives it everything has got. This is Joe Cocker, and this is a track from the album he released all those years back in 1969 with a little help from my friends, and this one's called I Shall Be Released.
Yeah, what can you say about Joe? The man's a legend. His voice, his passion, his delivery, nothing else you can really say except there's a joy to listen to an experience. And I say that come from his 1969 album called With Little Help From My Friends and I Shall Be Released is just a classic and love playing it here. Now next up, well, we have two legends coming together. This is Buddy Guy and his buddy, Billy Gibbons. And this is a track from an album that Buddy released back in 2015 called Born to Play Guitar. Well, I guess his friend Billy Gibbons could say likewise. So this is Buddy Guy and Billy Gibbons rocking it out with Where You Out. Stratocaster said it wouldn't last me my whole life. I ripped and tore and banged that thing till it couldn't take one more night. I'm gonna wear you out. Yes, I'm gonna wear you out. I ain't slowing down till I wear you out. Yeah, the 70s, something A hundred thousand miles in sixty-nine days I felt her engine drop I'm gonna wear you out
Yeah, I mean, when you put two people of that caliber together, what else do you expect except gold? And that's just a great track. That's Buddy Gay featuring Billy Gibbons with him on Where You Out, taken from an album called Born to Play Guitar, which came out in 2015. Now, here's something else I come across recently, and this is from an album released in 1974 called Tooth Fang and Claw. This is the Amboy Jukes, and this one's called The White Buffalo.
Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was the Amboy Dukes and White Buffalo and the White Buffalo. And uh, they were formed back in 1964 in Chicago, Illinois, and later were based in Detroit, Michigan. And they're probably well known for their one hit single, Journey to the Center of the Mind. And... Um, you know, I just came across them. It was random, and I did, and I heard this song, and I really liked it. That album came out in 1974, so quite a while ago, but I liked the tune, and I said, why not give it a spin? Now, next up, we have Massive Wagons, and this was a single they had out in 2017, and this one's called Back to the Stack.
And that was Massive Wagon and uh, Migans. I'm back to the stack, and that was a single that out in 2017. And uh, these guys were formed in Lancaster, UK, back in 2009. And uh, you know they're they're really they're they're really good rock and band, and I I certainly have I enjoy them. I seen them play live, which again is a great experience. Looking forward to seeing them again sometime in the not too distant future. But certainly enjoy playing that for you. Now next up is somebody else I really enjoy. This is Aerosmith, and this is from their Gems album, which came out in nineteen eighty eight. And this one's called Chip Away the Stone.
Well, as you would realise, Aerosmith, you know, they never disappoint, do they? And that's another <clears throat> crack and track. That's Chip Away the Stone. And that's from an album called Gems, released in 1988. <clears throat> now, next up, we have a band I really like. This is Dirty Shirley. And this is a track from their debut album that came out in 2020, also called Dirty Shirley. And this one's called Here Comes the King.
That was Dorothy Shirley and Here Comes the King, taken from their debut album that came out in 2020. And I think, you know, after listening to that, I'm sure you'll agree, the first thing that I thought is just Ronnie James Dio. His voice is uncanny, it's so similar. And, um, you know, have a listen to the album, it's a fine, fine album. Um, hopefully they'll record some more stuff, but there might be some some reason that it could be held back. There's issues, as they say in this business, to be sorted out. But, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's really a fine track from a band that certainly has a lot of promise. And, uh, you know, looking forward to hearing more new music of the band in the future. And I kind of thought when I played that track... I'd have to play this next one because, you know, that track had a huge Ronnie James Dio influence. Well, this is the man himself with Black Sabbath, with uh, the album Heaven and Hell, which is made one of the best Sabbath albums ever, uh, you know, produced, no doubt. And this is Ronnie at his very, very best with Black Sabbath and Children of the Sea. 
Yeah, that's a, <clears throat> that's a classic Sabbath song. A bit of background, Children of the Sea was the fourth song written by the band uh, following the 1979 departure of their original lead vocalist, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, the song's melody and lyrics were composed by new singer Ronnie James Dio and the music was written largely by guitarist Tony Iommi. Um, after the first meeting in 79, Dio arrived with the guitarist Los Angeles House for a jam session and on that occasion the duo wrote the song. Tony had this great riff, he played me but nothing to go with it, that's what um, Ronnie James said. Uh, and I said, give me a minute, I went into the corner and started writing down the words and uh, told me... Tony Omi recalled the moment as a tournament point in Black Sabbath's career, saying it was exciting and challenging because we were doing things that, quite frankly, would have been beyond us with Ozzy. He wasn't that sort of singer. And, um, you know, Tony claims he still possesses a very early demo recording of the song with Osborne on vocals, although with a different melody and lyrics. Well, that's something else. Maybe you didn't know him. Maybe you did. And if you did, well, you've heard it again. Now... This is the Ozark Mountain Daredevils, and this one's called If You Want to Get to Heaven. Hmm.
Yeah, I um, I love that. That's the Ozark Mountain Daredevils, if you want to get to heaven. And that's from an album that came out in 2020, interestingly enough, called Heaven 2020. Uh, the band were originally formed back in 1972 in Springfield, Missouri, in the United States. And uh, I suppose you call them a country rock band, really. And, you know, they were known for, you know, their single, If You Want to Get to Heaven. Uh, it originally came out in, in 1974. So I think what happened with this album, you've taken that song and they've re-recorded it and... Um, did a whole bothering version of it but anyway no matter how it goes we love playing it here in the show and uh, we're really delighted to have them on it now we're at the point of the producer's pick with Colm Mullen and Colm never ever ever disappoints does he uh, the amount of positive comments we get about Colm's pick every week is phenomenal so this week he has classic tracks from Montrose which is rock candy and that's taken from the self-titled Montrose and then he has Y&T and Forever and that's taken from their Black Tiger album. So sit back, relax and enjoy the producer's pick with Colin Mullen.
As always, two cracking tracks. And Colm, thank you so much for that. Really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, every week he delivers the goods, as we know. And once again, thanks so much. And not just for that, but for everything you do on the show. Now, next up, we have Black Paisley. And this is a track from an album that released in 2018 called Perennials. This one's called Step Back.
Yeah, that certainly is a rockin' tune if ever there was one. That's Black Paisley and Step Back taken from their perennials album that came out in 2018. And, you know, they were, they're a pretty young band too because they were formed in 2015, sorry. They're a Swedish band. And, um, you know, they're, they're one of the, the, the bands that, you know, Sweden would say is the new wave of classic rock. And... Um, you know, they're really good and they've influences from White Snake, the Scorpions, Thunder and others. And uh, they're a great band and, and, and we've played them on the show before and we certainly will play them on the show again. That is for sure. Now, next up, we have John Hyatt. And uh, this is the title track from an album that he released back in 1993. And this one's called Perfectly Good Guitar. <laughs> Huh! 
Yeah, as you heard in the lyrics there, he certainly is his tongue firm in his cheek. And he, um, you know, all the guys that smash their guitars up in the performance, well, it's certainly not in John's Bible anyway. He wants to protect them. And I uh, thought it was really a cool tune to play. That was John Hyatt and Perfectly Good Guitar. Now here's somebody else that I admire hugely. This is Sean Chambers and um, this is a track from an album that it was a tribute to Hubert Sumlin and Sean played with Hubert I think for four years as band leader of Hubert Sumlin's band and um, this appropriately enough is called Hubert's Song. Long ago down the 
I um, I really admire Sean Chambers. He's um, he's a fantastic guitarist, one of the best out there. And certainly, you know, check out this man's catalogue because he's something really special. As he says himself, his guitar playing influence, you know, are the likes of Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan. And, um, you know, as I say, he did tour for four years, you know, with Hubert Sumlin. And uh, he is also, <clears throat> you know, he has worked with Derek Trucks, Greg Allman, Kim Simmons, Tom, uh, 
but all and Jeff Healy, Leslie West, Rick Derringer, Pat Travers, Kim Wilson, Bobby Bland, Walter Trout, Big Bill, Morgan Fiend, and a whole lot more. And uh, we're delighted to have him on the show. Uh, what a fine artist. Now, next up, well, this is a duo. It's a, it's a damn good one. This is Mike Zito and Walter Trout and is taken from an album called Rock and Roll, a tribute to Chuck Berry. And sure, what else would they play but Johnny B. Good? <laughs> Who lives in a country boy named John? 
Yeah, that's uh, that's really a cracking track given the make and Walter treatment and um, really enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, if you haven't listened to the album, you know, it's won many awards as it did recently, you know, when the Blues Music Award won album of the year. So uh, check it out. That's Rock and Roll, a tribute to Chuck Berry as put together by Mike Zito and his many, many friends in the business. Now, next up, well, this is a kind of a special request because... Francis, Francis Crehan is a very good friend of mine and uh, Francis really loves this band. This is Frigid Pink. And this is, well, they, they had this out many moons ago, a long, long, long time ago. But there's an album at the moment called On The Edge come out in 2018 and they've included it again. So this is Frigid Pink, especially for you, Francis, and House of the Rising Sun.
Yeah, I mean, look, um, it, it, it's someone I, I don't think I've played them before, but I, I certainly enjoy them. I've been listening to their stuff uh, since I got the track. I have to say I like them. I mean, they were formed back in Detroit in 1967. Uh, and as I say, they were probably were best known for their 1969 rendition of House of the Rising Sun. Uh, but look, uh, check out their music because they're not a one-trick pony. There's lots of other great tunes there and they're well worth checking out. <clears throat> now, somebody else that needs no introduction and he's just, we all love him. And Clue Francis loves this man too, absolutely. Don't you, Francis? This is Rory Gallagher and this is a track from his top priority album come out in 79 and this one's called Hellcat.
Yeah, do you know what? No matter what uh, tune Rory plays, you know, it's goosebumps, isn't it? He's just phenomenally good and uh, so sad that he's not around, but it's absolutely fantastic. He's such a musical legacy that we can pick from and play tracks on shows like this. And it was an absolute pleasure to play that. That was Rory Gallagher and Hellcat. Now, Fogat, and uh, this is a track from an album they released back in 1975 called Fool for the City. And this one's called My Babe.
Yeah, enjoyed that. That was Fogart and May, Babe. And uh, that come from an album called Fool for the City, which came out in 1975. And these guys were formed in London in 1971. And they were kind of a mix. The members were some of them American, some of them English. And... Uh, you know, they achieved, they achieved lots of success. They had eight gold records, one platinum and one double platinum record. Um, and, uh, you know, despite several lineup changes, they continue to record and perform and uh, just enjoyed playing that for you. Now, here's somebody else I really enjoy too. And uh, I know we're coming near the end of the show, but we're not just there yet. This is Bad Company, and this is one of their driving songs. This is of the Straight Shooter album that came out in 1974, their second album. And this is Good Lovin' Gone Bad.
Yeah, I mean, what can you say about Bad Company, you know, and particularly with Paul Rogers and Mick Ralphs. And that song was written by Mick Ralphs. And um, it just is one hell of a driving rock and roll song. And uh, certainly one that I love to play. And definitely enjoyed playing for you on the show tonight. Now, we're almost at the end of the show. But as usual, we have a few people to thank before we say goodbye. And, uh, you know, we'll go back to our, you know, our guests on the torn up interview, Eric Johansson. I mean, Eric, thank you so much for doing the interview on the show. So appreciated and giving us such a candid and personal interview too. You know, it's really appreciated and thank you so much. And we'll certainly be following your career very closely in the future and definitely playing tracks here on the show. That you can be assured. Then we also want to thank Ian Morrison from Kilmuir in uh, Scotland. Or Kilmuir, I should say. And um, Ian, thanks so much for your selection. Really appreciate that again. We love hearing from the listeners and hearing what their choices are. And uh, we certainly, you get in touch with us and we will play them here. Not a problem. And uh, then, of course, you know... uh, the producer's pick. I mean, Colin Mullen, week in, week out, he produces the show. He keeps me on the straight and narrow. Couldn't do this without you, Colin. And uh, it's just such a joy to work with this man. What a really great guy. And um, thank you for everything you do, Colin. Then, you know, we can't forget Richard Lahomadu and everyone of Making a Scene magazine and the work that they put into getting this show out in podcast format, not alone with Making a Scene magazine, but with Spotify and Deezer and all the other platforms out there. Richard, thank you so much for everything you do. And then, of course, closer to home here at Radio Home of Rock. I mean... As I've said over and over and over again, you know, this is the best little station in the world. Some of the, mo- the most amazing people here, week in, week out. God, we even got a song written about us. I mean, how cool is that? And we played that last week, you know, from the Southern Rock Junkies. And that was really so such an honour. And again, we thank you for that. And, uh, you know, you, the, the listeners, you know... Um, I mean, without you, there is no show, and you have been phenomenal. You have spread the word, you have told your friends, you have kept our our show numbers growing and growing and growing. And we thank you from the bottom of our heart, because that's what we want to do. We want to play the music from you, but more importantly, we want to play the music of the many fine artists that are on the way up in this world, that have a lot to offer, and they just need a vehicle do you play their music to a wider audience? And that's that's really what this is all about, connecting the listener with the artist. And we are so happy and proud to do that. Um, so now we're down to the last song. And as always, we like to go out with a bang. And let me tell you, we can't go out with much more of a bang than this. This is a band that I love so much. Uh, this is Rose Tattoo. Now, I've been a fan from Rose Tattoo right from the start. But in 2020, they decided to re-record some of their classic uh, songs. And this is one of them. This originally was on their <clears throat> debut album. This is Rose Tattoo at Rock and Roll Outlaw. And uh, that comes from an album called Outlaws. This version, as you're going to hear, which came out in 2020. Um, and look at all that remains to be said is, you know, if you hear music that touches your heart, what do you do? You know what you do. You turn it up. So we'll do it all over again, same time, 
same place next week. Look after each other. Be good to each other. Keep the music playing and turn it up. So angry, will you take it away? This is Rose Tattoo. Rock and roll outlaw. Aren't we all? See you next week.
love. 